I'm Daryl Baskin. You're listening to the future of real estate on your home for success. 105.7. Remember to find your next home at homeguidetulsa.com. One address, thousands of homes, homeguidetulsa.com. How often should you review your homeowner's insurance policy? Rafael Santiago with uh, Farmers Insurance. Uh, Rafi, as your friends call him, and I'm, I'm calling, I'm making myself an official friend by calling you Rafi. Um, I didn't ask. But, so if you've got, um, if you've got a policy in place, and you, you'd said in a previous conversation, you know, a year goes by real fast. Things change in in life, and they change with your um, with your house and the things that you have in your house and your cars and your your kids. And uh, how often should I be reviewing my policies without without wasting time over reviewing them? Uh, yes, Daryl. Nowadays, I think you, be, you should be reviewing your policy every year. Um, you can do it through email. You can do it through text. Uh, you can sit down at the desk, and I would just go through and just make sure that you understand your policy. So basically, you know your policy. You know what what will happen if there's a hailstorm, what will happen if there's a uh, theft, what will happen if uh, a pipe uh, freezes and it bursts and it ruins your floor. Um, because if you know those kind of things, and you don't have to go into the policy um, uh, wording, if you know what happens if there's a peril, peril, uh, a loss, then you can sleep at night. So I would review it every year, and you know, every renewal something changes. Whether it's uh, inflation, whether there's uh, um, the home materials, the labor, things like that go up to make sure that you have enough coverage to replace your home. So I, I think it's like that. Yeah. it's a really valuable concept to think that you're or to understand that you're buying a you're buying an insurance policy to manage risk so you're you're putting the risk that you would have as an individual off onto another company and you're paying the money for that so how much risk are you willing to manage yourself today based on the exposure that you have and the the damage, the financial damage that it would cause you if if certain events happened, versus how much can you take on yourself? Like if I don't have kids living at home and um, you know everything everything's doing fine, I don't have my, that much at risk. Uh, maybe a, a, I've got, I'm driving an inexpensive car. I don't care if this car gets replaced. Those are things that I could self-insure. What types of questions do you ask people, Raphael, when you're reviewing a policy with them? to help set them in harm's way. Like, let's pretend we're into the future and this has happened. What questions do you ask? Life, auto, house. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. What? How could my life change that I'm not thinking about today? Uh, the first thing I would go into is liability. So I would build a wall um, or a fence. Let's, you know, we can, let's say we're in the backyard. Let's build a fence higher than what we need for privacy. So... Uh, for liability, for example, if your household income is 50000 then you want your liability, uh, uh, limit of liability to be higher than that. So on the house, if your combined household income is, um, you know, let's say there's a, a teacher in the house making 50000 and just for just for uh, illustration purposes, the husband makes seventy-five, so that's $125,000 in income. 
I always build a wall higher than that couple's income. So their car insurance, for example, would start out at 250000 because that's the, kind of the next tier. So you have uh, the state minimum, which is 25000 The next tier is 50000 100000 and then it goes to 100, 300, and then 250 to 500. So I would start by building the liability higher than the household income. So, for example, if they, um, you know, if a, if a, uh, a, t, a, a college student is by themselves, they own their own car, and they get in a wreck, they don't have that much to lose. But that couple that has, you know, the bigger house and kids and um, and the bigger income, um, if they hit something, they have more to lose. So we just try to build a wall that's higher than their income. Now, we look at other things, too, like um, your primary house, uh, your home, is um, um, protected. Your qualified retirement accounts are protected. So anything outside that's cash, a secondary house, um, if you go to court, they, they're going to look at those things as, you know, fair play for the other person if you hurt the other person. Um, and so anyway, that's the first thing we look at is the liability, make sure it's high enough. And then we go into the home coverage or the comprehensive and collision coverage, things like that. So that's a lot to think about uh, when you're when you're deciding what you can manage for your own uh, for self-insuring. What what do you think? What do you what do you think people deny or decline coverage? What coverage do they decline that you really think is probably a big mistake? Oh, that's a good question. I think replacement cost on the house. Um, in Oklahoma, let's say you have a 30-year shingle. If you have replacement cost, they're going to pay for another new 30-year shingle. Um, if you have actual cost or scheduled cost, then it depreciates whatever the cost of that is. So let, let's say, for example, your house, um, let's say the roof, if we replace it at full value, it's 10000 Well, if that shingle is 15 years old, just for examples again, um, then they're going to take, they're going to depreciate that shingle 50%. So you're going to get $5,000 and then you got to take out your deductible on top of that. Let's say it's $2,500. Then you're going to, you know, the adjuster's going to write you a check for $2,500 instead of $7,500 or maybe more because of the replacement cost. So, um, yeah, it's real important for, for you to have replacement cost on your roof in Oklahoma because it happens um, you know, every three to six to seven years, um, we're replacing roofs. So tell uh, me, due to the hail damage, yeah, go ahead. Twenty seconds. Describe wind and hail deductibles. What do those mean? Uh, usually, in Oklahoma, we have two deductibles. There's an all perils deductible, which is usually flat, like a thousand, fifteen hundred, and then there's a wind and hail deductible. So if there's a windstorm and it rips off the shingles off your roof. Or if it hails on your roof and it damages the roof enough um, for us to look at and replace it because it, it'll um, compromise the shingle and it'll start deteriorating faster, then that is that deductible is applied to the roof. So, it, you know, a, a very common deductible is a 1% deductible. What that means is if your house is insured for 300000 it's a $3,000 deductible. So usually that's a different deductible than your regular theft lightning, fire, things like that. Uh, two different deductibles. Make sure you're paying attention to that. Rafael Santiago with uh, Farmers Insurance. Rafael, good to talk to you. Thank you. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.